1: John had the privilege of seeing the Lord Jesus Christ in so many different settings, uh, from so many different perspectives. For example, he saw Him in all of His humanity. He saw Him when He was weary, sitting on that well. He, he saw Him when He was hungry and when He was thirsty. He saw Him when He was suffering at Calvary. Remember, He stood at the foot of the cross. Uh, he saw Him in His transfiguration glory on top of a mountain. He, he saw Him in His resurrection. Think of that all those days that he spent with the risen Christ. But when you come to Revelation chapter 1, John sees him in all of his glory. And from John's perspective, you have to be thinking, I- I've never seen him like this before. Well, I- I've, never, I've never seen Christ in this way before. Oh, it is my prayer as we look to Jesus today that you'll see him as you've never seen him before. In Revelation chapter 1, let's pick up right where we left off. The Bible says in verse 13, In the midst of the seven candlesticks, there was one like unto the Son of Man. Now, we've established already these seven candlesticks are the seven churches. Uh, The candlestick has one purpose in this world, and that is to be a light. Uh, One illustration of that, in the Old Testament tabernacle, there was no window, so the only light in the tabernacle came from the candlestick. Well, may I say the only light this world has comes from the church. Friends, if we're not the light, if we're not pointing people to Jesus Christ, how on earth do we think this dark world is ever going to have any light? No, no, we are candlesticks. And the source of our light and the sustaining of our light and the trimming of the wick comes from the one who is near us, the Lord Jesus Christ, identified here as the Son of Man. And that's the title of his incarnation. It was his favorite title for himself. In fact, it was used 84 times of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I love this. He had every right to refer to Himself here as Son of God, but He continues to refer to Himself as Son of Man. He bears our name. Think of this. He bore your name so you could bear His name. Yes, He's all God, but He's still all man. When you see Him in Revelation chapter number one, He is exalted. He is seen in His glory. But his humanity has not disappeared. He is still the God-man. And so the Bible identifies him here as the Son of Man. And then it begins to describe him. Listen to this description. Clothed with a garment down to the foot and gird about the paps with a golden girdle. Here is, first of all, purity, and secondly, royalty. Uh, This clean white garment. uh, This uh, garment down to the foot. Uh, Think about the garments of Christ. As a little baby, he had those swaddling clothes. Uh, During the years of his earthly life and ministry, he wore basically peasant's robes. Uh, At Calvary, we see that seamless garment. But now we see him clothed with the garment down to the foot. Now he's in priestly garments. I remember years ago, a great Bible teacher by the name of Brian Green said that man stripped him, but his father clothed him. (laughs) so... At Calvary, he was stripped of that garment, but now he's clothed with the garment down to the foot. This is the high priestly garment and the royal garment of Jesus Christ. Gird about the paps with a golden girdle. So look at our priest and look at our king because it's revealing something now about where he is and what he's doing. He goes on in his description in verse 14, His head and his hairs were white like wool. Now, it's significant here you don't see a crown. Not yet, not yet, because the crowns are coming later here in the revelation of Jesus Christ. Uh, He will be crowned, but in this first glimpse that John gets of him, he simply sees him with his hair white like wool. Here again is purity. There's there's a, a cleanliness. In fact, it goes on to say as white as snow. And so we see Christ in his sinlessness in every way. In fact, throughout Revelation, white is a, a distinctive color of our Christ. There's a white countenance, His, his purity of His person. There is a white horse, uh, His power is pure. There's a white throne, even His punishment someday will be pure. Why? He is the holy God. And then the Bible says, and His eyes were as a flame of fire. Now we, we're told in Hebrews that our God is a consuming fire. But here his eyes were as a flame of fire. The idea here is that God searches. God knows. He sees everything and he knows everything. And so here is the look of judgment and justice. If you get dismayed at the lack of justice in this world, just remember this, the judge is coming. And then in verse 15, And his feet likened to fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice is the sound of many waters. Brass in Scripture is always connected to judgment. And so here again, Is the Lord coming with judgment uh, that's connected to His feet because He's going to put down all enemies. Everything will be under His feet. Everyone will bow at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's a burning here. There's a reference here, of course, to eternal judgment. And then His power, His voice as the sound of many waters. You ever stand at the ocean and hear the crashing of the waves? Well, friends, you haven't heard anything yet. Uh, You haven't seen anything yet. Look to Jesus. Look at Him in all of His glory. And then the Bible says in verse 16, And He had in His right hand seven stars. Now, we've already identified in our study these seven stars are the seven pastors of these churches. Uh, They are the messengers. The Lord's angels are messengers here, but literally the pastors of the churches in His right hand. I love the tenderness of that. Uh, In fact, this expression in His right hand is found some ten times in the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ. That's significant. Did you know there's only one reference, as far as I know, in Scripture to God's left hand? And that's Job 23, 9, and that's connected to chastisement. So the only time His left hand is mentioned, it's connected to chastisement. But when His right hand is mentioned, it always speaks of blessing. Aren't you glad that God is the God of blessing, that God will bless His people, and that God's servants are always in His hand? And then the Bible says, "...and out of His mouth went a sharp two-edged sword." We know that the Word of God is identified as a two-edged sword that pierces the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Well, what is true of the written Word, the book we're studying right now, the Word of God, is also true of every word that will ever proceed out of the mouth of our Christ. There's power in His voice. There's power in His Word. And then the Bible says, And His countenance was as the sun shineth in His strength. Can you see the radiant glory coming out from our risen Christ, from the ascended Christ? Can you see Him? On the Mount of Transfiguration, John saw a little glimmer of this glory, of this glow. But now, now there is much more of it being seen, the fullness of it being shown. You think you've got a glimpse of the Lord now? Oh, friend, the, the curtain has been pulled back and you've gotten a little glimpse. But just wait. You haven't seen anything yet. Wait till you see Him in all of His glory as the sun shining in his strength. No weakness, all strength. And here was John's response in verse 17. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. (laughs) He just fell down like a dead man. Uh, When Peter saw him in his glory, he said, Lord, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. When John saw him here, he just falls at his feet as dead. And I love this. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen, and have the keys of hell and of death. This is wonderful. But when you have the right relationship to the Lord, you do not have to be afraid of Him. Instead, you can love His appearing. The thought of Christ coming, the thought of the King coming, will bring one of two emotions and responses. Either you'll be glad, or you'll be sad. Either you'll look forward to it with great anticipation, or you'll look at it with great Trepidation. I wonder, which is it for you today? Oh, I hope you'll get a fresh glimpse of Jesus in Revelation 1 because you're going to see Him soon. The King is coming.
0: The purpose of all Scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events, but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauley continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at EnjoyingTheJourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at EnjoyingTheJourney.org and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.